This, 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 this is mythical. Hey everybody, this is Dispatches from Myrtle Beach with Charles Neal and my son Link Neal from Good Mythical Morning. How you doing, Link? I'm doing good, Dad. How you feeling today? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good, yeah. Feeling yeah. good. You're not so. working too hard, are you? Oh, well, you know me, I'm, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to answer that question right off the bat, yes. See, this is light work, man. Your day job, I don't know, like, what do you, what, what you been up to? What's your day I've been scraping popcorn off of ceilings and sanding and fixing the ceilings. Oh, man, that's... And then it's all falling on your face and stuff? Yeah. I got my little round white sailor's hat on where it can't fall. And Oh, you uh, dress up like a sailor when you do that? Well, I got, uh, what's uh, I'm trying to think of the name of that hat. Uh, Gilligan hat? Well, it's kind of like a Gilligan hat. That's exactly what it's like. Man, scraping that stuff. Well, I get up on a ladder and just scrape it off kind of up in front of me where it don't, Fall on my face too much. Hey, man, If you, you either use it or you lose it. So you're not losing it. I mean, that is the advantage of, like, continuing to manual labor. I don't want this to become too successful that you can you can hang up your uh, coveralls, your, 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 your painting sticks and whatnot. Painting sticks, I don't know what that is. Well, I, I'm kind of hoping that it, it goes the other way and I can hang it all up and just... Hope this goes well, where I don't have to work so hard and maybe play golf more often. Okay, all right. I as long as you right? as long as you stay active and you're you're swinging something. I know you like to <laughs> swing into stuff. I, I hear that a lot. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be correct. I'll tell you. Well, I think we're on the right track. You know, you you just move this move your mouth muscle well enough. You can stop moving that. Scraping popcorn ceiling muscle. Well, Link, I got a holler out. You know, last week we talked about, you know, where somebody on our, my our bucket list where we might like to go. And I oh, a few episodes back, yeah. So I had a guy named Cody Betchell. Mm -hmm. He's a a licensed insured travel agent, and I have a ton of great options for. Cruises or flying in and sightseeing for yourself. Maybe a couple of nights with you and Nancy under the northern lights or a private whale-watching tour. In Alaska, because you said you want to go to Alaska. In Alaska. So it would be like southern southern dude under the northern lights. We might, might ought to write a song about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, well, southern nights... Is a good song yeah. already. Yeah, already. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Yep. That's a good yep. one. Yeah. But I, I, you know, Cody, I, I appreciate you sending that in, and uh, he, he sent me something where I could get in touch with him. So, oh, I, I, I probably might be reaching out to you to see if we can get together and work something out where we we set up a trip to Alaska because that's that is something on. Uh, mine and Nancy's bucket list, and 
Yeah. And boy, and as you know, Link, me and Nancy will do some bucket list stuff. <laughs> Y'all like to go go places. I love that too. And you know, staying active. You're you're an inspiration. You're an inspiration well, to the to the older generation. That would be correct because you know you you get you get to a certain age and sometimes you can't go and can't do. It's kinda like what you said about me <clears throat> staying active and working. So Right. I do pretty, you know, keeps me active where I can keep going and everything. So I wonder, are there other travel agents listening that might want to like sweeten the deal? You know, Cody may have to get a run for his money, see who's got the best Alaskan offer for Charles and Nancy. You know, I mean, we'll certainly give you that holler out and like. You'd come back with quite a report, you know, shagging around the world. I th- I I think we need to hear from some. See, you know, we got to have a bidding war for who you're gonna go with. So Cody, sit tight, buddy. But I don't know. It ain't gonna be that easy. <laughs> I'm trying to be like your manager now. I hear you. Well, you keep managing. We'll see if somebody else sends us some more emails and see if uh, somebody can up things up and see what else Cody can uh, see what he can sweeten the deal with. So we'll we'll see. Or somebody, y'all, y'all send it in. Or rather be shagging at 53AOL.com. Just send it on in. Bring it in. He wants to go to Alaska. Do you think that popcorn ceilings are ever going to come back into style? I have, hope the hell not. <laughs> Why? Why you say it? Well, I didn't mean to upset you. Somebody might would call me. Well, it probably won't do them no good, but it might, might call and want me to take them off in 10 more years, and I know that ain't going to happen. So. Oh, you don't want it to come back because it will go away again, and then you'll have to be scraping again. Yeah, I might. Uh, but, but it's I, a cheaper ceiling because it, it, it can just be just like just like sprayed up there and it, it hides the imperfections. There's a lot more, correct me if I'm wrong, it, there's a lot more artisanal quality to a smooth ceiling. Oh, yeah. You have to put to a lot some, of work into it. Got to have some good sheetrock people when you're building a new house is mudding that sheetrock and putting it up and fixing it just like what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing is mudding it and fixing it and getting it back slick and smooth where when you paint over it, it'll, it'll be just real, be slick and smooth, not have no bumps in it. But it's so. a matter of taste. I mean, people could say, oh, you know, the new thing is popcorn ceilings, you know, even though it's cheaper. The reason why people don't like it is because it's cheaper. I don't know. I, I don't know. If any, I mean, I got a machine that sprays it. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a job too, cause you have to tape all the walls up, cause that stuff sprays and kind of gets everywhere. Well, I don't want you talking about it too much. That's not the kind of work that we want to drum up. We want to drum up some Alaskan vacation. That's that would be correct. Uh-huh. It's time for another edition of Myrtle Beach Mailbag. <whistles> well, Link, I got a email from Katie Freeman. Okay, it says, "What does an expensive suit?" that fits too tightly in the crotch area and an old cheap hotel have in common. Cheap hotel, what you lack in space 
when you run out of room, hmm, I don't know. What is the difference? No ballroom. <laughs> a cheap hotel has no ballroom. <laughs> oh man, that one sucked, Dad. Come on. I mean, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about? How do you feel right now, having told that joke? Well, I don't know if it had <clears throat> had to do with a ball, like a ballroom at the motel, or that it ain't no ball, no room to have a ball in the room. Well, I can tell you that it was, it was, what do you mean? There's no room for a ball in the hotel room? No, that ain't it. No, no. Uh, talking about, there's no room for your balls in your pants. And then there's no ball, a cheap, a fancy hotel's got a ballroom. Okay. So, all right. Well, but you're dodging the question how do you feel about telling that joke? Uh, Confused, it seems like. Well, if they send them in, I'm and you know we we think it'll get a little excerpt from you, then we probably gonna y'all keep sending them in. Is that what this is about? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all about me and my excerpts. Okay. <laughs> let me see if I can give me another one. Let me see if I can give you a good excerpt. I, I got one from Mike Burkhart. He said, "Did you hear about the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter?" Now we're talking. I am very anti-glitter. I would not dip any part of my body in glitter, especially my testicles, because once once you play with glitter, it's it's it never goes away. It's my enemy. We have like glitter stuff that they do on Good Mythical Morning, and I had to put my foot down. No glitter rule. That's the rule. Like, don't be bringing any glitter stuff anywhere because it just oh. You know, two days later, Rhett's like, uh, something on your, there's some glitter on your eyes, some glitter on your face. There's no, there's no getting rid of it. It's harder to get rid of than a popcorn ceiling, Dad. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> You've made me upset. Like, you got upset about the popcorn ceiling. Like, my popcorn ceiling is glitter. That, th this is, you know how I feel right now. Oh, yeah. And I'm so upset, I can't even remember the question. It said, what happened to the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter? I hope he died. I hope it just, I hope he died a painful death. Like, don't, that's the stupidest thing to do. It's like, I hope, I hope when he pulled his ball sack out of the glitter, that it was just, it was like, it was just shards of just, I think it, I hope it just cut his nutsack to shreds and he just bled out there in front of his entire family. What happened to him? Said so he'd have pretty nuts. What? So he would have pretty nuts? Yeah. That can't be what it is, Dad. Read it again. That's what, did you hear about the guy who dipped his testicles in glitter? So, so he'd have pretty nuts. So he'd have pretty, or was it that he was pretty nuts? The joke says said pretty nuts. Yeah, it just says pretty nuts. That's what it says. I know, but you added so he could have. So I I embellished a little bit. I'm sorry. You you made it not a joke. The next Sydney Pappas wants to know what's the Dad best is part of 
That's the that's the that's the best thing. I can I can give dad shit, and it's just like he just like all right, next email. It's like well, you know, it's like, on to the next. I respect that, dad. It's like you're impervious to to you're not you're unrattleable. But Sidney Papa sent me a uh, email and says, "What's the best part of being a grandparent?" Okay. Well, Sidney, the the best part part about being a grandparent is when you're like me being a grandparent, you don't get to see your grandchildren very often. Of course, it's pretty neat now that you can pull your phone up and get people and look 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 at them now instead of just talking to them. But every it makes you every time you have an opportunity to get to see them and do things with them just like when Link called us about going to Austin, Texas, and I was supposed to cook for the family reunion, and and my wife said, you can just nix that idea. If we're going to get a chance to go see the grandchildren, we're going to see the grandchildren. So if you live close to them, spend as much time with them as you can or want to maybe. But we used to live close to Link and Christy. We'd keep them for two or three days. It was sure nice that I know when them two or three days was over with, I was going to get to carry them back home, and I didn't have to keep them all for the next week or two. So <laughs> uh, that's another thing. We, the, one of the best parts of being a grandparent is you got you get to spend time with them, but you get to send them back to mom and daddy and let them take care of them. After you've earned them. Yeah, that's right, because that's what I was going to say. We'd bring them to the house, and they could get ice cream. They could get candy. They can have whatever they wanted and uh, sugar high and everything else. So that's one of the best parts of being a grandparent. You get to spend time with them, do what you want to with them, and then send them back home. Hey, kid. Hey, grandkid. You want to? You want some candy? You want to experience <laughs> a sugar high? Uh-huh. Grandpappy's gonna give you all the candy you want, and then when you experience your sugar high, he's gonna send you packing. He's gonna send you right back where you came from to detox. To detox, you go into that sugar withdrawal with your parental unit. That's right, not my problem. Come on over, child. <laughs> Let me give you a little bit of this candy so you can get sugar hide. So you you act like you've experienced that. I'm Is just that practicing. What? I'm practicing for when I'm going to be a granddad. I'm oh, going to be okay. the creepiest granddaddy ever. Mythical Society now has an app. Download from the App Store for free on Google Play or the Apple Store. Available for everyone with a whole new look, new features, and a new website. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you. 
Well, I thought about this email that Valerie Spencer sent in and says, I want to hear your best celebrity impression. <laughs> I, I ain't been practicing much, but... Yeah, don't tell said, me who it is. Just do the impression first. See if I can guess. Hey, cowboys. We're going to go out here on the range and see if we can't get all these bad guys and take care of them and get the, get the ranch back and... Are you quoting a movie because the writing is horrible? <laughs> I'm just, hey, I'm not an impressionist. So. You're not a writer. Well, you are an impressionist. Keep going. Okay, so, okay. Give me more. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to help all you kids and get back to where you're supposed to be, and I got a patch on my eye. And you sound just like my dad. <laughs> like your voice is no different, Dad. An, an impression you got to alter your voice to become this person that this apparently this is some sort of cowboy. Yep. But your voice didn't change at all, Dad. I thought it changed some. <laughs> okay, let me hear it again. Give me some. Give me something else. Maybe I just wasn't listening hard enough. Hey, boys and girls, we're going to go out and get the horses and get the wagons, and we're going to get on out of here and see if we can get the ranch back and see what we can do with all these bad people trying to trying to take you away from where you're supposed to be going. Uh, John Wayne. That's who it was. Uh, Dad, well, I mean, the thing that John Wayne says is like, hey, pilgrim. Hey, pilgrim. It doesn't sound... <laughs> Well, hey, little pilgrim, what about this? Does this sound like John Wayne? I've never watched a John Wayne movie. I just kind of watch people's impersonations, pilgrim. That was pretty good. Maybe you ought to have done this. You did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dad. That would be your best. <laughs> you did a good job, Link. I'm trying to think. Who, who could I do? Um, Who could I do? Oh, here's one. See if you can get this one. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Who do you think that is? Uh, Batman? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my impression of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. You got it. I mean, obviously, it was pretty good. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, all right, that's it, that's it, that's about, a, I'm not big on him, I'm, I'm not known for my impressions, neither one of us are. You know, that's not really in our wheelhouse here at Dispatches from Myrtle Beach, apparently. That's okay, though. You, you've been trying to teach me, we, we get a lot of emails from the Irish people, and you've been trying to teach me some Irish stuff, too, so you, maybe you, uh, you're nailing that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got another email from Owen. I got a, well, not another. I got an email from Owen. It said, "What did the O say to the Q?" What did the O say to the Q? I like a good alphabet joke. O. Okay, so there's a P in between. There's a P in between us. Who, who left this P here? Well, maybe he should have 
when he put the answer in, instead of putting what he put in, he ought to use the P on it. But it said, dude, your dick's hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Oh, is that what that is in a Q? A Q is just a O with his dick hanging out. Oh, wow. Well, we got a new episode where we're going to start doing some stuff. Grand Kid of the Week. Oh, okay. All right. Now that we have real ads, I thought we could try out something new for this segment. And since I talked about being a grandparent, I thought I could talk about Lincoln. Okay. All right. So this is your first grandkid of the feature. Now it's time for Grand Kid of the Week. He's the middle child. Sometimes I think middle children get left out. Good point. Uh, what I was going to tell you about Lincoln was <clears throat> when we, when me and me and you and Christy and Lily and Lando and Nancy and all of us and you carried us to Hawaii, I said something to Lincoln about playing golf one day. Right. I said I asked him. I said, "Have you ever played golf?" He said. No, Granddaddy, I ain't played golf, but he jumped all over it. He was excited. I'm telling you, he wanted to go play golf. So I said, I'll see if I can get that set up. So we did. Found a golf course kind of right across from where we were staying and went over and rented golf clubs and went out and uh, got in a golf cart, and he and I were playing golf, and it was a pretty exhilarating episode of golf because <laughs> he didn't know how to i kind of after a little bit I, I tried to show him how to hold a club or stuff like that and i said just wait till he gets back home maybe he can take a lesson because but he was having a good time every once in a while he'd hit the ball pretty good and every once in a while he wouldn't hit but he didn't he he does things like kind of like i do he uh just went with the flow of it and just me and him had a good time, and we got a picture like they do, like you see on TV with them professional golfers playing golf, and we was on a par three in the ocean, was right behind us. And uh, he's a really good kid, and and when you're around him, especially us grandparents, he, he always shows us how much he loves us and hugs us and because and he's got to be a big boy. Uh, he's a little bit taller than his granddaddy. Yeah, he's taller than me now. And like, he's, we got, he like goes and works out. He comes back with like these muscles. I'm like, what's happening? He's giving me a run for my money. It's like, he's put, he's leaving me in the dust. I gotta start, I gotta, I gotta stop building up my muscles so I can keep up with my son. No, that's all right. That's just good that you don't, you don't need, uh, yeah. you don't need to worry about them muscles now. Yeah. Hey, oh, if you yeah. want muscles, you can come back and help me scrape some more ceilings. I'll give you some muscles. <laughs> no. Hey, Lincoln's the one you should be talking to. He's the, I'm not up for everything. Lincoln, I'm proud of you, and I love you. And I might I might have to have another a second episode about you another time. But I, this is your granddaddy. I love you. There you go, Lincoln. Getting some granddaddy love today. I got another segment. You're never too old to learn something. Okay. It's time for our first edition of You're Never Too Old to Learn Something. I got got an email asking about the different love languages. 
You know about these love languages, don't you? Uh, yeah, there's this there's a book that's been out for decades now, The Five Love Languages. That's what you're talking about. And so, I mean, what do you know about these love languages? You tell me. Well, until I got this email and looked it up, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, the love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, or gifts. All these things, I think, are really wonderful things in as in different parts of my life at different ages, I, I can kind of see the physical touch and then the words of affirmation and different things. But you're talking about that, that I, like you resonate more with a certain love language at different points in your life. Cause you're supposed to like, I don't know if you're only supposed to pick one. I'm kind of rusty on it, but you, you basically, one of them really stands out more to you as the way that you feel the most loved. Like, or if you find yourself wanting, like whenever somebody gives you a gift, some people don't care. They're like, all right, well, he got me a gift. Other people are like, oh my gosh, I feel so loved, right? Yeah. So do you know what your love language is now? I'll put it to you that way. What's your predominant love language? Well, the one I picked is act, act of acts of service. Okay, why? If you love the person that you're with, and sometimes they'll ask you to do stuff for them, and you might say say to yourself, you don't say it out loud, I don't want to do that right now, and then you say, no, I, bet I need to go do that for them because they, they do a lot of stuff for me, and things working around the house, and this might sound crazy, but we got I got a little garden in the backyard, and I oh, grew I know. I got uh, uh, turnip turnip salad in the backyard. Well, I'll go back there and not even tell Nancy and just pick her a mess of turnip salad and go downstairs and and string the turnip salad like she likes it and get all the stems out of it and wash it one time and bring it because, boy, Nancy loves turnip salad. Good God. I mean, that's probably her... I'm, uh, probably her her number one food. Would oh, be so her Nancy's <coughs> love language green. is turnips. Well, our turnip salad and turnips. So, well, it's not just that, but it's just that you do stuff for them that you know that they would like to have done. And but you're doing that. That's how you're showing love to her. And see, a lot of times we we try to love people in the way that we like to be loved. So. That's something you got to watch out for. Talks about it in in the book. It's like if Nancy, she might have the same love language as you, or if she had a different love language, like maybe she just wants a, a nice hug or a kiss or to be snuggled. Maybe her love, if her love language is physical affection, but your love language is acts of service, well, you going through the trouble of preparing her turnips, that might be a complete miss for her because that's your love language and not hers. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Well, last night we were sitting in the living room, the front of the house last night, and <clears throat> I looked over at her and told her, I said, you know, you are one pretty woman, you know, okay. and that's like the one that says words of affirmation. And she looked over right. at me, she said, you do, you do that or 
right often. I tell her stuff like that, and she says it, it really makes me feel good that you, you know, do stuff like that. She was a little emotional about it, so I, I would say that probably okay. me That's telling good. her that she's a, a, a I said, you, you're a good-looking woman. I said, you, you're just one good-looking woman. <laughs> Yeah, when she gets emotional, you can really tell. So, okay, that that resonated. Which one do you think she cares the least about? Probably physical touch. Okay, that's hey, that's fine. No judgment here. And there's another one that they've added recently. I don't know if this is in the book at all, but it's space. A love language of space, like loving somebody enough to like trust them and like, oh, you want just go off and do your own thing. You want to read a book? You want to travel by yourself for the weekend? I love you enough. Like Christy's got plans this weekend. She, she, hey, Christy needs some space. Believe it or not, sometimes Christy needs space for me. So yeah, I don't think that's her main love language, but it is a love language for me to like support her. It's kind of like an act of service almost. That like, all right, I'm gonna take care of the house. I'm gonna take care of the kids. You're gonna go off. I plan. I make plans all the time to do stuff involving her. Sometimes not involving her, but I'm like, she rarely makes. She doesn't make nearly as many plans as I do. So when she does, I'm like, yes, I'm not going to be offended about you wanting to do something without me, even though quality time for me is pretty high up there. Like, buying me a gift, I I don't really, I find myself not really remembering the gifts people have given me. So I think that one's low on my list. So it's like, Christy, don't worry about gifts. You can knock that one off my list, you know? What 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 about you? What's the what's the lowest on your list? One you care least about? It would probably about. be gifts too, because I mean, it, yeah, it, just being with her and but you know you talking about the they that they added one on when Nancy and I before we got married we you know you kind of go through this thing and you know what would this is way. I want to still be able to do things. And she said, I got friends that you don't know, and you got friends that I don't know right now, and I'm still going to do things with my friends, and you're not going to be involved. And I said, oh, that's all well and fine. And I said, I don't I don't want you to get rid of your friends because of me. That I hope in a way they'll be a part of our lives. So she's got friends that she does stuff with, and um, – and still does. So I, I, I agree with you with that because sometimes I need some space and sometimes she needs some too. Then We're a fan of space. You got to have a level of security to be able to love somebody to give them space. And a lot of times I feel like if you get a lot of space, then turns in on the other end into some physical touch. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is, I mean, that's, I think that's got to be my top three, physical touch. Yeah. So that's why I like space, because I know what's on the other side of it. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm back, man, for physical touch. Yeah, when you when you, if you're gone for three or four days and you get back together, a lot of times mm-hmm. it, it, that thing we've talked about when you were talking about sugar with the grandkids, you. Get some sugar with that wife too, so that that's a good thing too. Yeah, you want a sugar high? I got some sugar. I got some candy for you, wife. Want to come up to the bedroom and see some of this candy? 
have as much as you want, you can experience a <laughs> sensual high on this sugar. So that that's some. Uh, I learned what that episode we've had. You like it says you never too old to learn something. <clears throat> I learned something today. You got to prioritize. I think what you learned is you got to knock at least one off the list. Well, it was fun having you here with us today. And uh, y'all come on back and just remember that our podcast comes out on Tuesday. And on Thursday, look for another one <clears throat> on YouTube on the channel. And well, the where same you one. can see us in, where, not, where you can see us one. in person. Yeah, it's the same one. Well, you said another one comes out. It's the same one. It's just the oh, video. Oh, yeah, same podcast and then the video on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So y'all, y'all tune in and look at it, and maybe next year we'll get a get a, get another award like we did a couple of weeks ago. So we'll just have <laughs> to see where all this goes. So if you got a question or a comment you'd like to share with me, email me at ratherbeshagging53 at aol.com. So we love all of y'all and hope y'all have a good week and hope the questions y'all sent this week that we ha- helped you get some answers from it. So mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. it and good seeing you too, son. Thanks, it's Dad. I love good. you in all the languages. 